Welcome to Everreal Talks, where we talk about Spokane real estate. Spokane is made up of its people, places, and history, and the business of real estate is a reflection of these. So along with talk about real estate, we'll talk about the history that's shaped us, the people that define us, and the places that make us feel at home. Hello, Spokane. This is Jessica Side. And this is Matt Side. Thanks for joining us here at Everreal Talks. Welcome back. Yeah, this has been quite a week, Matt. It sure has. I hope everybody enjoyed the St. Patty's Day Parade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you can't tell, we don't actually record this show live, so even just a couple of days ahead of time, so much was changing so fast. That... Yeah, we last time we recorded, we were talking about everyone having fun at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and we were talking about St. Patrick's Day itself and how we were going to go out, and we were going to support one of our friends who's playing... Um, uh, at a restaurant, and all of that changed within hours. The kids came home on Friday, and everything was canceled. And by the end of the weekend, all the bars and restaurants were closed. So, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here My we are. son Ethan's calling it a coronacation. Coronacation, but he's actually quite sad because <laughs> he's on lockdown and he can't actually have much of a vacation. So, anybody out there who has the unfortunate. Um, circumstance where they have a senior in high school this has been really really hard like it's it's not been an easy like my my eight-year-old and my 15-year-old they're like having a great time but the the young man who who was uh supposed to be graduating and doing all his fun senior things oh it's kind of got bummer. robbed a little bit yeah it's a bummer varsity starting varsity baseball season prom gone yeah prom Gone. I'm, I'm the friends. sound effects fully guy today too. Yeah, I see that. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, it's a it's been an interesting time for everybody. And so during this time, it has actually made me reflect because you know me, I like to think about history. And um, I was thinking about the last time I felt like a shut in, and that was when I was about six years old, Matt. Six. Six. You know what that was? Uh, no, because I was only three. You are such a. <laughs> He does that to me a lot. <clears throat> yes, I remember what happened when I was three. Yes. Mount St. Helens erupted May 18th, 1980. Uh, and we really didn't think it was going to be an issue for Spokane because Mount St. Helens is 290 miles away. And so it erupted. And about two hours That's later... 40 years ago. Just yes. super slow Yeah, math. no, yeah, I'm thinking about that and realizing... 40 years ago within a couple of we months. We could be still shut into our house on the 40th anniversary of Mount St. Helens. God, I hope not. That's a long ways away. I know. Well, that's all, I'm certainly hoping that that's not the case, but it is certainly going to be like, there's going to be a correlation there. So I'm making the correlation right now. And let me tell you a few interesting facts because I did some studying and kind of found some out some interesting things. 290 miles away, uh, two hours later is when the black clouds, we started to be able to see it here in Spokane. Um, I know where I was during that time. I'll talk about my little personal history again six years old I remember some things certainly not everything um, obviously it started to turn tonight um, it shortly thereafter started snowing ash so it just came falling out of the sky in Spokane we got one inch of, sn of snow of ash but in places like Ritzville they got four to six inches wow. of the ash which is so intense um, the air show was scheduled that day and it was canceled. They had about 60,000 spectators that were stuck because of the car issue. 
We'll talk about the cars in a second. The Lilac Festival was that was supposed to be that weekend. So we had all kinds of out-of-town people that were in Spokane for the Lilac Festival. Um, they had to close I-90 from Spokane to North Bend. Hmm. So now you got all these people that are stuck. Truly got, stuck. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And the, the thing that they they didn't really anticipate but started to become a real issue is that cars were dying because as soon as their air filters filled up, they were, they sure, were they shutting down. The, the ash is so fine. I remember my dad talking about these kind of things. The ash was so fine that it, the air filters aren't designed. Yeah. Like you drive through it, it would be like driving through inches of dust. Yes. Plugs the air filter, and if you can't get air into your engine, then it's going to die. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I re- actually, the funny thing is, is I remember having a lot of air filters around and always talking about air filters. And I realized, oh, it's because probably for a good year after that, Paul, my stepdad, probably had to change out the air filter because we had so much of that ash that was still kind of hanging around, you know? Um, So uh, another thing I thought that was really interesting is Dizzy Gillespie was going to have a concert that weekend here in Spokane, and he had to cancel, and he called his wife and he told her, I've been canceled by a volcano. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't that have been a great concert to go to? Ugh. Anyway, Um, all the flights in Spokane were canceled. Um, people were afraid that the ash was like poisonous. Like no one really sure, knew, knew how to deal with the ash. So we, they called it killer ash. All the schools and most businesses were closed. Um, in Ritzville, they had 2,500 travelers that were stuck in the town and the town only had 2,000 people in it. Holy smokes. So they over doubled. Every church, every school gym, every public space was filled with people. Um, now, they had closed down I-90, right? But there was on, on a Tuesday. I don't remember what day of the week. Was it a Saturday? I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. You can look it up while I'm talking. But I believe that was the case because people were all playing softball and things like that. Um, or maybe a Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, the Saturday or Sunday. Can't remember which. Anyway, on Tuesday, 200 motorists decided to defy the state patrol and set out for the West to try and get home. Uh, most of them only got a few miles, and the rest of them were stopped at a, a rest area shortly thereafter and had to be rescued by state patrol. Wow. I'm, I mean, they had the same issues with their vehicles trying to drive through that kind oh, of Oh, yeah, stuff. exactly. It was a Sunday, by the it way. It was a Sunday. Okay. That makes sense. Um, wet ash. Now, we got a bunch of rain, which was really important. Everyone was told to, like, uh, spray down their sidewalks and their, um, uh, you know, Uh, streets in front of their house to try and that of course was a problem because it went into our sewer system and it plugged up the sewer system Um, but the wet ash conducted electricity and made a bunch of power outages and like small fires oh my god yeah i know and then uh president jimmy carter came and visited and promised us some federal help so that was nice um that was several days later the two big uh, industries that did really well were auto parts stores and vacuum parts stores because of all the people needing filters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, so young, it was hard to remember. Like yeah. my only real memories of that sure. were going to the fire station to get a mask. Oh, which okay. Is in- which is interesting with all that we have going on right now with the coronavirus. Like people are having to wear masks that, you yes. know, that's not normal for us. But that was, I mean, that yeah. was what we were doing is we were wearing masks. And I, I just remember the table mm-hmm. just 
full of masks that people could kind of pick through and, and choose one. And there was a little like blue one that was just kind of a straight, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the, the more industrial ones. I was too small. I wouldn't, none of them were fitting on my face. Sure. So you were three, you were really three. Yeah. He's really that much younger than me. I robbed the cradle, baby. <laughs> no, but well, I guess I was three and a half. I would have been four in that. November, okay. So. so I was six years old. And um, I remember what we were doing. We were we were playing a softball game. That's why I knew that it was softball. And my mom was tired and told Paul, I'm going to go take a nap. And my mom went to go lie down. And she woke up probably like 30 minutes later, but it was dark outside. And my mom was all mad at Paul. How could you let me sleep until nighttime? I can't believe this. I just want to take a nap. And so um, at that time, we started realizing that what was happening all got in the truck went home and then we lived across the street from franklin park um and so there was all these people playing softball and they didn't really know what was going on so we went over there and told i mean how exciting for me as a six-year-old to be like the sky is falling the sky (laughs) is falling um but getting to tell people you know what had happened the sun looked incredible like i remember like it was just I don't even know how to describe it, but you could you could look directly at the sun, and it had this kind of ring around it. Um, and then, of course, then it was, and this is where the correlation, besides you know, a disaster, is we were stuck in our house. We were we were in there for several days. Um, we didn't know what the ash was going to do. Um, Paul was awesome. I, I have a very vivid picture because Paul is a very detailed person. So. I've seen some pictures of people like in the masks, like you're talking about. Oh no, Matt, Paul had a mask and then he had like a bandana that he tied really tightly around. Like maybe it went under the mask and then, yeah. So the bandana and then the mask on top of that. I mean, he was not messing around and he was out there shoveling the walk and taking care of us and going to the grocery store and not letting us out, you know, as myself and my sister. How long were you guys in your own kind of sequester there you know i was i was trying to figure that out i probably could ask my mom i want to say it was three or four days like it wasn't but school didn't start um for several more days so we probably were out of school for maybe a week Week. um so you know we're kind of nowhere we don't know what this is going to look like right we've only been here for what three days something like that yeah i don't know it's evolving so quickly it's sometimes hard the kids had school on monday and we're recording this on thursday yeah. So we've only been doing this for a few days. And so, you know, I don't, I can't say that I have total cabin fever yet. And the difference, you know, for just the few days is that we were allowed, we weren't allowed to go outside. We couldn't sure. even open the windows. Like we weren't supposed to like breathe any of this toxic ash. Yeah. It's like true. It was true isolation where we could yeah. at least go out in our backyard and. Yes, we are doing that. We're taking walks, going to the park, staying away from people, obviously. But so. Wild. There you go. I just I think that's an interesting piece of history that almost 40 years later we're kind of you know, I think this is a much more serious obviously situation. Um more people are at risk, but certainly um harkens back to some of that some of those those times for me at least. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, these are really interesting times. I mean, uh, just with what's happening in the every market and the unknowns, you know, there's this kind of so I've been going into the office. So just so everyone knows, uh, and I think we'll talk a little bit. We did a, uh, on our Facebook, uh, there is a video that yes. we put together for our clients or for people that are thinking of buying or selling just to kind of talk about what Evo Real is doing 
in this current time to protect our clients and protect those people that aren't even our clients that are looking at, at homes. And just a reminder, Matt and I own a real estate company. So if you're, if you're just listening to this and you don't have any idea of what we're about, <laughs> we own a real Who's estate ever company. real and what are they talking about? <clears throat> yeah. And so we've had to take some serious... I think we make real estate fun again. I that's, think that's right. that's what it was. We do make real estate fun again. Um, yeah. So... so those are some ideas that we are... Policies, I guess, that we're putting in place for our own real estate team that people could utilize. So I just, I guess I wanted to make that statement that it's not as if the real estate industry has come to a screeching halt and people aren't buying and selling homes. And we'll talk, you know, in just a little bit about what some of the numbers are saying, but it is very interesting because I'm going into the office, which is closed to the public Mm -hmm. and only one or two other, like we have lots of distancing between people, but it's just this very almost eerie, (laughs) you pull into the parking lot and it's, totally empty yeah it feels like you're there on a saturday or something it's just you know you drive by the planet fitness and there's nobody in the parking lot and Mm -hmm. it's just a it's a very interesting time and i I sometimes feel like there's just this cloud of unknown Mm -hmm. that kind of is over people and it creates i think a little bit of anxiety and tension even if people aren't like yeah physically or or visibly kind of feeling like a freak out. It's yeah. just kind of a little bit of a, an underlying a low key freak out happening <laughs> yes. all the time. Everybody being really cool and trying to stay away from each other at grocery stores when you have to go. Um, so just kind of to reiterate, if you are interested in learning more about how we're protecting buyers and sellers, just in case you are someone who's looking to buy right now or you're looking to sell right now, um, go to our Facebook page. It's marked as um, COVID-19 real estate update. And that's a video that Matt and I did. And we're just kind of talking about the policies we've put in place to protect our clients. And, and you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Evo Real, E-V-O-R-E-A-L. Um, and that will kind of get you where you need to go. And, and you can look for that video. So we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back. And we're going to talk about numbers. Um, kind of what this looks like for buyers and sellers in this market. And uh, maybe share just a few of the strategies that we have to continue to market properties in a very interesting time. Cool. So we'll be back in just a minute. Hey Spokane, it's Jessica Side with Everreal Real Estate. With Spokane's market gaining national attention, homeowners are looking for local expertise. We know how hard it can be to make sense of the opinions in an evolving market. It's easy to fall into the abyss of a Google search. Everreal can help. For over 18 years, we've been helping buyers and sellers just like you. So don't wait. Pick up the phone and call us at 62 House. That's 509-62-HOUSE. Mention the keyword radio for a free home warranty on your next real estate transaction. Welcome back, everyone, to Ever Real Talks, where we make real estate fun again. We are excited to come to you today, not from a studio, but from our home. Um, because of the, the coronavirus, we decided that it would be better for us to record at home. So if you hear little people in the background, <laughs> or like I can hear right now, I can hear my son watching something, but I don't think it'll pick up here. But that's the reason why we wanted to just keep ourselves safe and anybody that would be in and out of the studio safe as well. So also for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, hello. And you would have noticed that from the beginning that this is not (laughs) the normal studio that you're used to seeing. So, uh, anyway, with that, maybe we should jump into some numbers. Yep. I decided that that would be good for us to just kind of talk about, I think anytime, anytime, you're in a situation that is like this, although it's unusual to be in a situation like this, as, as we've talked about. Um, 
but you know, you can kind of start thinking maybe the market is completely dead and nothing sure. is happening. So I thought I'd just pull real numbers so we could see what was happening in the in the real estate market right now. It's kind of more of a snapshot where I, and a lot of times I'll do like a six month rolling kind of numbers. These are a little bit different. So Matt, I will let you uh, run with that. Okay. Well, let's just talk about we're gonna. These are gonna be several numbers in a row, and then we'll talk about well, what do those things mean. So, um, active listings. We have nine hundred and three active listings. There are currently one thousand three hundred and sixty-two pending listings. Uh, let's talk about. And those are different. So that if you you would have to add those two numbers together, so one doesn't come out of the other. I just want to make sure people know that. Those are separate, right? Yeah. Active meaning actively being marketed with no offers on them. Uh, and pending having offers on right, them, just right. to bring clarification. So sold in the last seven days, which is a an extremely small sample size. So that would you'd never want to use that. No, yeah. But Jessica wanted to show that people are still even in the last week buying and selling houses. So um, in Spokane, 156 homes sold in the last seven days, um, but sold in the last 30 days. So that's a more important number because that's a basically a month. 647 uh, properties sold. So the two numbers I want to draw attention to in this most specifically is the number of active listings and the number of properties that sold in the last uh, 30 days. So one of the numbers that you've heard us talk about in the past is months of supply, right? So how many, if nobody put any houses on the market again, how many months before we would run out of houses to sell? And I think that you all know, and if this is your first time tuning in, um, I'll share with you, six months is a balanced market. So six months of supply means it's not a buyer's market or a seller's market. Uh, the lower the number of months, the more seller's market, the more number of months, the more buyer's market. So mm -hmm. if we have 647 selling in a month and we have 903 active listings, that means we have 1.4 months worth of inventory. So to put a lot of people's mind at ease, hopefully, uh, we're still very much in a seller's market. We had a property that we listed literally today, our team listed today. We have an offer on it and three other people that are going to look at it. And so right. I think that, again, there's the fear of the unknown is really what it is. Like, well, what if? What does this mean for buying and selling real estate? For sellers out there, it's still a strong market to sell in. Yeah. Um, and I think what we'll do is over the next, you know, few weeks, I think we'll continue to look at these. So, cause obviously yeah. this is our first week we're looking at seven days for instance. And I think it'll be interesting to see the next seven days and the seven days after that, because right now, if you look at the sold in seven days, um, the last seven days, it's 22 houses per day over the last month, it was 21.5 houses per day. But in a, in a week, those numbers might change. So I think it'll be very interesting to kind of see how that looks well yeah you've got everybody shoving their closings in right now before the courthouse closes <laughs> the courthouse is not closed they are actually closed i think to they're closed to the public. public public but they are still recording um because they obviously it's important that we continue to keep those things moving and i will just along those lines even if the courthouse closes most of the uh, title companies have the capacity to e-record right which means that even if the courthouse is closed they can still get recordings done and close um, real estate sales, it's not ideal, but it yeah. is. Actually, that's one of the things the courthouse is asking that any of them that do have an e-recording capacity just do that so mm -hmm. that they have, it's quite the process. Like they have to like call a number when they're in the hall and somebody comes out and gets the package and <laughs> takes it back in and does all the work and then they make another phone call to say they're coming out. And so if they can e-record, it's a little more yeah. um, 
a little easier to deal with. For sure, for sure. Uh, so for sellers, I just want to make sure that you uh, understand, even in the midst of all of this, uh, it is still a strong market to sell in. And yes, it's going to be on a watch list because this very much could be the catalyst that begins to tip the scale into an e economic shift. I mean, we've right. been in a bull market for the stock market and a great real mm -hmm. estate market now for well over a decade. Yep. And markets shift and so this yeah. could be what pushes us into a, a little bit of a balance in that which regard. again it's definitely a balance in the forest right <laughs> because because we can go we can triple our amount of inventory oh yeah and for still sure. not even be at a balanced market so that's good news for everybody in spokane for sure so let's talk a little bit about what does this look like from a buyer's perspective because i think that again <laughs> When you don't know information, the tendency is to shut down and be right. fearful and not yes. make decisions. And so that's my hope is that we can have a conversation around this. And I, I think the easiest way for me to do that is to share a conversation that I had today with one of our clients who is a buyer who found a house that she loved, put in an offer and is under yeah. contract. And she called me up and said, Matt, I'm a little bit afraid of whether or not I should move forward on this. And part of that is the volatility in the financial markets because her interest rate from the time she put in the offer and got accepted to the time she's getting ready to lock her rate. Wait, she went, got accepted maybe a day or two ago, by the way. Had, has <laughs> gone up like a percentage point. Right. And so what I, what I had to do in that conversation is kind of zoom out a little bit with her and just come back to, well, what are your goals? And I think that for any of our listeners out there, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. If your goal is to buy a property and flip it in the next six months, probably not a good environment to be buying a house to flip. Yeah. If your goal is even to buy and move into a home and fix it up and sell it even in the next 12 to 24 months, maybe not the best environment to do that because will this have the potential to even out that market and maybe not see the appreciation that we've seen over the last five years? Probably. Yeah. I and mean, that will probably be, and, and we'll see, time it's, will tell. It's hard, to t it's hard to know. We've talked about the dam, right? <clears throat> sure, if the buildup of buyers out there. People people who are going to hold their, maybe maybe they're not going to put their house in the market, maybe they're not going to get into the market. As soon as this kind of is a relief, like, okay, we can go back to normal life, which they're doing in China right now, and we're a few months behind them, um, that dam could open up and it could still just continue to, to grow, but it's hard to know. It's a, yeah. it's a big question mark. Yeah. And then that is a big question mark because so, which comes back to then conversation with my client mm -hmm. on goals. The other thing she had to really consider is the fact that her mortgage payment just went up a couple hundred bucks a month because her interest rate just shot up a percentage point. And so we had to come back to what are your, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to do this short term. Mm -hmm. Um, or is this, a purchase of a home to be a home that you're going to live in for the next five, seven, ten years. Yeah. And even if the market flattens and we don't see 10, 11, 12% appreciation, but we see two, three, four, five more, a more Spokane normal appreciation. Right. Right. You know, does it still make sense for you and your family to be in that home and see uh, debt reduction, you know, mm -hmm. principal reduction for debt service and, and even a small or a kind of balanced appreciation in the property. Um, and that's, I think that's the thing with, uh, with buying mm -hmm. right now is you do have to, I mean, you have to look at affordability and yes. I think affordability is definitely a part of the equation because mm -hmm. if interest rates are going up, uh, affordability is going down. And the other piece too is people are 
under contract and now all of a sudden they don't have works or are they going to lose their jobs? Right. I mean, and even if they don't lose their jobs, is the bank going to back up and say, we're not going to lend to you because you're not currently employed and, and having hours. You just got laid off. Yeah. So there's a lot of moving pieces here yeah. Yeah. that sure, there's probably, I, I anticipate and I hope that this is going to be kind of a dam that's built up of buyer and seller inventory. Um, but I still stand behind what I have been saying, which is I think that this is the best time in 2020 to be a buyer sure. because because there are people opting themselves out. And if you think about it from the perspective of lower demand, now all of a sudden I don't have five different people competing with me to buy a house. Yeah. And those of you who are not in the market and you hear people saying, oh, I'm, you know, I've got five offers on a house. <clears throat> that is really the reality. Like there are people that are so frustrated, buyers that have put in offer after offer after, I mean, seven times they'll put in an offer and they're not winning. And so for the, you out there that are, that are buyers, if you can stay in the market right now, I think it's a really good thing for you um, because you're going to, you're going to be able to win more often um, when there's a multiple offer situation. Well, and you're, so you're winning the offer, but the other thing is it's going to give you a higher level of negotiation power mm -hmm. because the reality is when you come back with your inspection and you ask for X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. that seller is much more likely yep. to do some of those things because they're also thinking, uh, do I really want to put this back out on the market yeah. to fix the air conditioner or whatever that thing is? Right. And so again, I think it creates a more, a more balanced moment in time. Yeah. Even if the market itself hasn't shifted to a more balanced market. And let's not forget folks, when Matt and I bought our house, we were excited to get what? 8%. 8%. So we're at four, four and a half, four maybe. And a half. I don't know. Check Come with on, your, guys. check with your mortgage lender. Cause That's, it changed an hour ago. You know, so the idea that 1%, you know, from going from three and a half to four and a half is like a terrible thing. Sure. If it, if it actually prices you out of the house, then you got to adjust the price of house that you get. But in general, these are still fantastic interest rates. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think we cannot forget about that. I got to get my Warren Buffett quote in here. Okay. Yeah. Tell so us. Warren Buffett talks about, you know, a lot of people will talk about greed and fear is what drives the stock market. And uh, one of Warren Buffett's famous quotes is when everyone is greedy, you should probably be fearful. And when everyone is fearful, you should probably be greedy. So in this moment in time, when everybody's running away, whether that's the stock market or the real estate market or whatever that is, then probably is a great time for you to take advantage <laughs> of where the market's at. Yep. So um, I don't like the word greed necessarily, I know, but I, know. I totally He's just under trying to play to what people totally. say about the market. Totally. And I think that um, that's very wise. So as we're kind of coming to the end, oh, let me just say this really okay. quick. If you have more questions, or any questions at all that we're not answering, you can email us. Mm -hmm. uh, the email address is ask, like you're asking a question, ask at evoreal.com. That's E-V-O-R-E-A-L.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, any of the social channels, just search for Evoreal. Our website, evoreal.com. Yeah, we'd love to uh, answer your questions and see how we can help you. Uh, but Jessica, what's, let's go to the final phase here of our yeah. show. What's happening in Spokane? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing. And that, you know, that's can, that can be a bit of a problem. And one of the people that, um, challenged us just said, you know, consider once a week actually getting takeout from a restaurant, a local restaurant that you love to keep them in business because they're, they're, they're gonna, hurting. they're hurting and they're struggling. So we, um, 
personally, we live close to Benedito's, so we're definitely going to be um, getting some takeout from them. Shout out to Benedito's. Benedito's, we love it. Uh, somebody told me this morning the Iron Goat is doing delivery of both beer and food. That's super cool. We're totally doing that too because that's one of, by the way, okay, so you know these breweries, some breweries are just breweries. But some of them are the Iron Goat and Iron they have Goat great food. Has like everything on their menu is outstanding. So I'm pumped about that. We are we are totally doing the Iron Goat thing. Yeah. So good. so I would I would challenge you uh, do that. Think about ways that you can actually support the local businesses that are being impacted by this and our restaurants are probably one of the easiest. So Yep, absolutely. So um, I wanted to just basically talk really quickly about um, what you can do. We always, we sometimes like to talk about home maintenance and, uh, I have a friend who said their teenagers are home. And so they are like organizing things like they're doing their, um, junk drawers. They're like cleaning out their junk drawers and stuff. So I know my teenagers have been doing a lot of dishes and helping me with the kitchen a lot. Of course they're home and making more messes. Yeah, it's So true. they've been, they've been really good about helping. It's with that. perfect spring cleaning. I think we probably all miss the fact that Thursday the 19th was spring. Spring. Yeah. First day of spring. So welcome spring. You know what? I have been so busy, believe it or not, that I have, I can't even think about doing like a project or something like that. I think the thing that's changed the most is that in the evenings, our children don't have homework. So we've been having a little bit more time to spend with them, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I like it. It's very good. Well, I think that is all for us for today. Uh, So tune in next Saturday, uh, KSBN uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon and uh, we'll keep you up to date with what's what going day, on Matt? on Saturdays. Sorry, oh, did, did I forget this? I think I did. I have no idea. I was just tuning you out. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody. Don't forget to check us out. Evoreal.com. Search us on the socials at Evoreal or ask at Evoreal.com or you can call us at 62 house. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. everybody. Bye. We'll talk to you next week.